Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 or 14 minutes usually, but it keeps us in God's Word and that helps us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. We encourage you always, share these studies with everybody you can in your life, through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, help somebody turn their life around, help somebody potentially get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you, as you help them get into God's Word by sharing these studies with them every day. We're going to close our study at this time on three reactions to preaching the gospel. Now, we've taken as a basic text, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. And the Apostle Paul laid out there three reactions from mankind to preaching the gospel. First, he talked about the Jews who simply rejected Jesus as the Savior. And the gospel is about forgiveness and salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote in, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 15, that he said, this is a worthy saying, and, and uh, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He was announced as the Savior at his birth. He was prophesied as the angel that came to Joseph before he was born as the coming Savior. His name means Savior, Jesus. He's the Messiah. But now, the Jews rejected him. They should have been the most receptive, the most ready for his coming. But he was not the Savior. He's not the kind of Savior they wanted. And they rejected him for the most part. Now, many Jews became Christians, but by and large, the vast, vast, vast majority rejected him as the Savior. And Peter addressed that fact on Pentecost as the church came into existence in that sermon in Acts chapter 2. It was a scathing sermon. He pulled no punches. And in verse 36, he said, Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Your rejecting him did not keep him from being who he is and fulfilling the role that he came to fulfill. Well, many of them responded by asking Peter and the rest of the apostles, What shall we do? And Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's the still, the reaction that God is, is seeking from us, that he instructs from us, and the reaction that Jesus sought as he brought that gospel message to mankind almost 2,000 years ago. It is still the same message today. And it is the only message of salvation. But that first reaction, the Jews did not believe. Many people today who would not consider themselves to be Jewish, who consider themselves to be atheists or agnostics or skeptics, they don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in the Bible. But there are a whole lot of people who would call themselves religious, some of whom would say, we believe in God, but we don't believe in Jesus the Muslims, but others who worship 
in some other way, in some other direction, even idols in some cases. Hindus, Shintos, it, it goes on and on. They, they, they believe in spiritual belief system of some kind, but not in Jesus as the Savior. The second reaction we looked at that Paul brought out, that was on the part of those who were not Jewish, the idea that, that a person could die physically, be buried in the tomb, and then come back to life physically, that was foolishness to, as Paul called them, the Greeks or the Gentiles. The idea that one can come back from the dead, no, that's, that's silly, that's absurd, that's, that's foolishness. Now, the third response that Paul brought out, and, and how important that response is. How did he put that in that particular text in 1 Corinthians chapter 1? Beautiful, inspiring. So in verse, in verse 24, he said, but to those who are called, now all of us are called through the gospel, but he's talking about those who accept the call, who believe the gospel that Jesus brought to this earth. To those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, in other words, wherever you're from, whatever your background is, whatever your nationality, it is the power of God and the wisdom of God. As we've also noted, Paul said in Romans 1 and verse 16, he identified the gospel, that message that Jesus brought to mankind that is still the message from God to us today. He identified the gospel as being the power of God to salvation, to everyone who believes. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. The first reaction, disbelief. The second reaction, foolishness. Nobody can come back from the dead. The third reaction, faithful acceptance and obedience those who become true Christians. Beginning with verse 1, Romans chapter 1. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Yeah, the gospel message was prophesied in the Old Testament Scriptures. The coming Messiah, the Savior, was prophesied in the Old Testament Scriptures which he promised before through, the, through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And notice again, declared to be the Son of God with power. And then again, you drop down to verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is that message of forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life through Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. That message embodies the power of God to salvation. 
Now somebody says, a message embodying the power of God, a message being the power of God to salvation? Sure. Let's say you're stricken by some grievous illness. You've tried to just wait it out. It's only gotten worse. You finally give in. You go to the doctor. The doctor diagnoses your disorder. He says, you've got this virus or you've got this bug. Here's what you need to do. He writes you a prescription for a particular medication. And he says, this will cure what you've got. That prescription, that prescription, that embodies the power of your healing. Now, ultimately, that healing comes from God because God has created all of the good things that we experience in this earth. But when that doctor, he writes that prescription, he says, this will cure your ailment, your disorder. That prescription, that message written down on that paper, that embodies the power of your healing physically. We understand that. And so you take it to the pharmacy, you give it to the pharmacist, they, ful- they fill the prescription, you take it home, you start taking the medication, and you start getting better quickly. We understand that. Why do we have such a hard time embracing that same truth when it comes to the gospel message of forgiveness and salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ? But you see, that third reaction, many have accepted it. Many have believed in Jesus. Many have followed him, become true Christians, true followers, and thereby they have been saved in Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we want to look at verse 18. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18. And Paul wrote, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Now, what about if you go to that doctor and he says, yes, taking some blood samples, you've got this virus or you've got this, this, this bacteria, you've got this bug, and that's why you're suffering. So that's why you're so sick. You're not going to get better on your own. Here is a prescription This medication will heal you. But you refuse to believe. You go back home. You get worse and worse and ultimately die. What was the need of that? The doctor offered you the way to healing, but you refused to accept it. You said, nah, I can do it myself. I'll just wait it out. I'll take some herbs or whatever. And he said, no, no, that's not going to work. You need this, whatever the medication is, maybe an antibiotic. You've got to kill that bug, whatever it is, in your system. Now, I I just, uh, okay, so what does Paul say here about those who reject the gospel? The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, perishing. How How many families have gathered around a coffin of a loved one 
or around a gravesite of a loved one who refused to do what they needed to do to get well, even though they had the way to get well. But they refused to do it. And they ended up dying. And they thought, how foolish this person was. How foolish. Reality is reality. Whether we believe it or not, it's still reality. I've heard of people who disbelieve that man has ever gone to the moon. Reality is reality. We have the evidence. And it is, you know, abundant. But I've also heard of people who stood at the graveside of a loved one who refused to obey the gospel, and they mourned over that person because they realized they did not do what they needed to do to be saved. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The power of God. How, what has been your response to the gospel message? What has been your response? In 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning with verse 8, we read this. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling through the gospel, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Are you ready to embrace your Savior through the gospel? Are you ready to obey the gospel and be baptized into Christ, immersed in the waters, so the blood that he shed on the cross for you can cleanse you of the guilt of your sins? We'd like to help you. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click in the email link and you can contact us that way. You can write to us at Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. You can also phone us at 402 498 8397. The gospel is the power of God to your salvation if you'll accept it and obey it. Let's pray. Father, help us to accept and embrace the truth, your truth, of the gospel message of salvation through Jesus Christ. Help us to help others to learn it and obey it. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.